0: Welcome to Go Rangers Radio, where the New York Rangers are always the talk of the town. If you bleed red, white, and Rangers blue, stand with Justine. Follow the bread man and know how to spell capo caco, then you've tuned to the right place. And now, here are your handsome hosts, Kevin Delury and Paul Cuthbert. They're not always going to get it right. But you can be damn sure they'll pretend they are. Now, let's go Rangers Radio. Yeah, we're having to go Rangers Radio, broadcasting live from the Go Hockey Media Studios in New York, February! Yours truly, Mr. Paul Cuthbert, and everybody, please say hello to your friend and mine, Mr. Kevin DeLore. Hey, D, what's the Ranger story? (laughs)
1: Let's rebuild the rebuild. Let's go. (laughs) Oh, how are you, pal? Good, good. You really want to do this tonight. Yeah, I'm ready. Do you know how ready I am right now? I had a deck hockey game tonight. I was sitting in the parking lot afterward drinking a bunch of beers, and I left to come and do this with you. So let's go. And uh, is, how, how's your deck hockey record going
0: uh, up against <laughs> the New York Rangers record going?
1: <laughs> Uh, actually, we're a little bit, amazingly enough, we're actually a little bit worse than the Rangers. I I didn't realize that that was possible, <laughs> but similar to the Rangers, you know, we're outplaying the teams. We're just not coming up with the results at the end of the day.
0: Oh, I see. I see. All right.
1: <laughs> okay. You see where I'm going to go with this?
0: Yeah. Have another drink there, <laughs> Mr. Johnson.
1: Oh, oh let's boy. not even get there. Let's not All even right, go man. there.
0: So the rebuild is really... Spiraling after uh, hey, play, one, two, please, three, four, play, five, not, six, six games, it's all over, KD.
1: Please do not act like every panicked Ranger fan out there that uh, fire Quinn. The rebuild is falling apart. They have no idea what they're doing. But
0: I'm that's sorry. all true,
1: though. Come on, not, man. Uh, I I've been saying it for however many weeks. It's not going to be about wins and losses this year. It's going to be a tough year. It's all about development. And guess what? Right now, the best players on the team are the young players. That's what we want. That's the only – I was saying, oh, I didn't care if Zabinashad was terrible. I didn't care if Panera was terrible. And I even said a couple of weeks ago, that none of them are going to live up to what they did last year. And for that reason, they're probably going to have a tough year. But, you know, in the grand scheme of things, those guys are going to eventually turn it on, whether it's this year or next year when you really need them. It's the young guys that we care most about. And if you look up and down the lineup, they're pretty much all succeeding. Kako has two goals, and he looks like a different player, a confident player. Hedl, unfortunately, has gotten hurt. He was the best player on the team. Kondre Miller, Andre, I keep mispronouncing or his Keandre. name.
0: Andre, that's cool, too.
1: whatever we want to call him, but it's key. Andre. I mean, this guy is amazing. He's our best defenseman. He's played six NHL games. He's our best defenseman. So I think when you're looking at it from that standpoint, sure. You know, you don't want to have an environment of losing every game. So I would like to see them, you know, come away with some wins here. But you know, if you're looking at, you know, the young players, which is, in my opinion, all that matters this year is getting those guys experience. And, and you look at a guy like Fox. I mean, really, every young player, the only guy who really hasn't gotten going is Lafreniere. But I, I think once he gets a goal and he gets a little confidence, he, he's going to be on his way as well. So, yeah, you know, our biggest problem right now are our veterans. They're killing us right now. And, uh, you know, once they get going and you assume that they will, it's not like Panarin's going to score like five goals this year or Zibinijad's only going to score like six goals. They're eventually going to pick it up. You know, this team is going to start winning because, you know, except for this game in Buffalo, since opening night, they I'm sorry, they've been the better team every night. They're out shooting the teams. The defense has been better. They, they've, it, it's not like, you know, the old days where you had to rely on Lundquist every night. Unfortunately, our goaltending's been pretty subpar as well. But the defense has held up. So, I don't know. I I think I'm one of, like, three positive Ranger fans out there these days. Like, I I just don't see it all as doom and gloom right now.
0: (sighs) (laughs) How do you like that? Yeah, that was was an excellent rant. So, good night, everybody. Thanks for... uh... Stopping by tonight. There's really nothing more to if say. If you're Just, not you're, feeling you're positive all. after that, you nailed it all. There's really I don't know what to talk you. about. Come on, man. Now, hey, look. Um, look, I'm on the positive side with you. It's early, young team, and to you know, we do repeat ourselves here on this show, unfortunately. But we have said it before. We Said this year was going to be a chalk up year. I think more than anything, but we're just
1: disappointed. Whoa, 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 that. whoa! I what? said chalk up year. You you were talking playoffs. You were talking Stanley Cup. I think. One yeah, week. no, no, I didn't say Stanley
0: <laughs> Cup. I said they will definitely. I said they got a good chance of making the playoffs. But I have to be honest with you. You know, there's a lot of stuff that's in disarray here. I mean, there's. You know, I, I, you know, I confidently said this team was the, the makeup on paper. I didn't think they were going to get pushed around the way they've been put around, pushed around. Um, I didn't think were, um, you know, so many things were just going to fall apart. I didn't think this team, this team, after the signings, after playing together, and yeah, okay, every, just like everybody else, there were months off in between between hockey here. But you know, you can talk about being patient and everything with this team, but KD, there's a lot, there's a lot that's going on here that's not happening, it's not working. Um, you can, yes, it's great things about the the kids and everything else playing well. And, yes, it is concerning about the veterans. Um, yes, the goaltending shaky. There's no doubt about it. Jack Johnson drink has been a bust, <laughs> obviously. Power play stinks. PK, all this stuff. Yeah, but to me, uh, I hate to say this, but I am. you got to swing back to, to the guys behind the bench. There's a hell of a lot of chaos going on in this team right now. You, you oh, have I- to at least point that out. I'm not... I I'm not going to look I'm okay if this team you know if they don't if they're not successful this year that's fine I still think it's too early I know it's a 56 game season uh right now the Rangers are at a point now in the division because they're they're sucking so much that every team right now knows if they beat the Rangers they can push them down and they can get a little higher even after six games whatever the heck it is right now so that's a that's a big thing now the Rangers are going to have a huge target uh, on their fronts and their backs now, uh, because of the other teams, they can take advantage of this a little bit. But there's a lot of chaos. There's a little too much chaos, KD, for us to just sit here and say, oh, it's a learning year, blah, blah, blah. You can't learn in chaos. I still don't know what the, the, the game system here that, that Quinn and, and Martin are playing. And the game was effing
1: boring the uh, the other night, too, man. They're a boring team. I, I, I think I think you're getting a little overboard as far as, chaos. Like, I don't think there's chaos going on. I think you could you could legitimately look at this team and you could easily point out what the issues are. And, and Paulie, I actually did a little research today so you'd be a little proud of me today. No, The power play. The power play is 21st in the league. That's a problem. Penalty kill. 26th in the league. That's a problem. Face-offs. Last. We are dead last in face-offs, and then save percentage, 23rd in the league. I mean, there's the problems. It's special teams and then goaltending. You, and and I, you're going to tell me that that's not chaos? It's, it, it's not chaos because I think if if Quinn, and I agree with you that, and I've been the biggest Quinn cheerleader on the planet the last couple of years, I think if they make a couple of moves – Everything changes. The first power play, they have all right-handed players on there. Can you get a lefty out there? I mean, you have Strom on his off hand over there. He's struggling. He has one goal on the season. KD, you're Yet- doing it.
0: Hold on, you're doing it. See, I just said it's something's going on behind the bench. That's my chaos. And you're right. now yeah, you're but- talking about what they're not making a decision of something that you feel should be
1: pretty obvious. Yeah, it is. But I don't necessarily think that's chaos. I I think they're sticking with the unit for the most part, other than they put Fox in instead of D'Angelo, which is definitely not a questionable move. But I, I think he's going with the power play unit that was very that did very well last year and, and essentially has your top players on it. So I understand where he's coming from. But guess what? It's not working. I just laid out the numbers: 21st in the league. It's not working, so I, I think that they have to put a lefty in there. Whether you put Kako in there for Strom, who's doing well, and again he looks like a different player this year. I th- you got to get some of these younger guys that are going onto these special teams. Um, I, I think that's the first move. There is is get Strom off, and and you know me again, similar to I'm a I'm a Quincy leader, I'm a Strom trio leader too, but you know he's on his off hand out that you need a lefty in that spot on on the far wall over there and and I think that that's a move that has to happen and then on the pk our guy Mr. Jack Johnson who literally the only good thing I heard about the guy when they when they signed him was he was good on the penalty kill and Larry Brooks had a great had some great numbers today he said the rangers have given up 6 goals against on the PK. Jack Johnson has been out there for half of them. So three of them, and he was in the penalty box for two of them. I mean, (laughs) like, can we get this guy out of the lineup? Like seriously, because when he's not out there and when Brendan Smith is out there, they're not giving up goals on the PK. So again, I think those are two Fixes easy again. Line up again. Fixes. You're doing
0: it again. That's to me the coaching chaos that, again. You're talking about obvious stuff. after the six games here, you and Larry are talking about. If it's why isn't the coach doing what everybody else seems to be the obvious?
1: Yeah, I, I. You know, I maybe he sees he's trying to stick with his guys who did it last year, and he's hoping that'll it eventually come around, but. You know, when you're in this shortened season, you know, it gets late early and at some point he's going to have to look in in another direction. So, you know, it also hurts. Look, Hedl goes down. That That's a huge, a huge blow to the team. And it really exposes how weak they are up the middle. I mean, because now, you know, strong, especially with Strom struggling and Zabinjat struggling, too. You know, you got to move Howden up to the third line, and it really it shows you the problems they have up the middle, and they that they need to address that in the off season. Yeah, but you um, know, so, when you
0: put a roster together, you, you know, there's going to be injuries, so that you know they're putting this on paper and all these different. You you would hope, right? Again, I'm trying to bring up some
1: chaos, but know, but I, I is but it's, it's,
0: it's exacerbated. There was a chance
1: that any of these guys could have got hurt. Yeah, but it's exacerbated by the fact that Zabinejad isn't playing well. And I, you know, I almost want to give him a break. I mean, cause he was dealing with COVID before the season and that look, it messes with you. I'm sure he's not even close to a hundred percent right now where, you know, a big thing that you hear, not that I'm a doctor, but you know, my wife had it and it, you're just sort of in a fog for a little while. Well, afterward, should be in the lineup. No, nah, I, Hey, look, he's a, he's an athlete and he wants to get out there, but you know, I, I don't want to make excuses for the guy. I don't know if that's the case or not, but you know, a guy that talented to see him only have one goal at this point and really not doing much. Um, you have to wonder if, if that is having an impact and obviously Strom, you know, he, he's struggling as well. So when those two guys aren't living up to the performance that they had last year, then you lose Heedle. I mean, that's a problem. You know, I, It's not going to get any easier for this team. They don't have, you know, another young. I mean, the only guy I could see that maybe they bring up is Barron. But Quinn didn't seem too excited with the camp that he had. So, you know, I, I do think that those moves that I mentioned on the PK and power play will be helpful because those are big when you're struggling as a team, you know, and then you get on the pad. you know, a power play goal does, you know, helps you immensely in those games where you said they don't have the energy. You know, you pop in a power play goal, you know, all of a sudden you're feeling good about yourself or you have a big, you know, hold on the PK, a big kill on the PK. You know, suddenly the bench gets a little fired up and you're just not getting it. And then, you know, I mentioned the last thing I mentioned was the goaltending. You're just not getting the big save in the big spot. You know, I I tweeted this out the other day that we've been spoiled with Lundquist. I mean, the guy literally saved two to yeah, but, three goals on, every Kevin, game.
0: Yeah, but Kevin, hold on a second. Georgiev hadn't played in 10 months, it would have been the same thing for Hank. These guys, all the goalies in the league, except, say, the Lightning there in, in Dallas, as far as, the, you know, who's played... Uh, in, in the, the most in the, in the last few months, all of these guys came into this league the same way. Hey, uh, you know, Shesty and, and Georgiev, it's the same thing. All the other old goaltenders haven't played for months. They're all rusty and, and stuff like that, too. Let's just call it what it is. They're not playing well. I don't no, think you can not. really give them the, uh, any type of excuse as far as, as, far as I'm concerned. They're not prepared or they, they needed more time. And if that's the case, then, then maybe we shouldn't really be jumping on these two young goaltenders right now because they just haven't got their mechanics flowing yet. Or, you know, how do you nail it down to how many, you know, percentages in front of them did the guys play bad, you know, in terms of the shots and, and, the, and the opportunities and everything else. Um, but, you know, I, I don't want to give this team too many excuses on certain things because every other team in this league is dealing with the same thing.
1: Yeah, but I do. Th- I I don't think that they're they're necessarily playing overall that poorly. I mean, when you when you're looking at, they have a a real low save percentage, and their shooting percentage isn't very good as well. They're they're 19th in the league in shooting percentage. So when you're 23rd in the league in save percentage, and you're 19th in the league in shooting percentage, I mean, you're gonna have a tough time winning games. You know, I assume both of those things will get better. And once they do, I think that this team will start winning some of these one goal games that they're now losing. I, if you look at, and and I hate bringing this stuff up because I, I, and I seem to be bringing it up a lot. I'm not a big analytics guy, but I do believe when you look into this stuff that it shows that the team, you, you get a better idea of how they're playing. And if you're looking at, At some of these analytics, I mean, they're in the top 50% in the league. You know, puck possession, expected goals, these kind of things. So they're playing the right... They're just not burying their shots. Guys like Kreider, guys like Zabinija, Panarin. They're not finishing the way that they were last year. And that's the big difference. And, And Shesterkin, who came in and, you know, lit the world on fire when he came up, just isn't this year. So... Well, he he that—that's where the problem is. Yeah. Well, he had a rhythm going in the AHL.
0: He was playing a lot of games, and then he kind of came up, and he was—he was a well-oiled machine when he was inserted into the lineup. You know, this is a totally uh, different situation. Again, no, I
1: understand, but you know what? But he's letting—I mean, he let in that one goal from the boards that the guy just fluttered at the thing went over his shoulder. I mean, it might have been screened on it, but that—I I, mean—I'm sorry, you got to make that save. And you yeah, know, me, right. I'm, well i am i am as big of a Shosturkin fan as there is, but you know, these guys just aren't making—and sometimes you know, the routine save. I'm saying that I, you know, before I was saying Longqvist was stealing goals. I mean, these guys are—you are, know—letting in some routine ones as well.
0: Okay, so let's step back here, right? So we're 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 talking about certain points of the team, but collectively, when they all start, you know, if they're all not there, then if if you know, you know, you would say, hey, look, hey, the defense is playing really strong. Um, and maybe they squeeze out a win here or there, but that's not really happening. Uh, hopefully, the goaltending will st- save a game. They haven't saved the game yet. Not really happening. Forwards, like you said, certain guys aren't putting the puck in, uh, putting the puck in. You're talking about guys, uh, you know, not finishing plays, not shooting well. Faceoffs are horrible. Uh, the special teams aren't together. You know, the lineup has been changing. Yes, you have an injury. Every team's going to have an injury. The team, the, the coaching staff, they have to be prepared for this. What, what's happening here is that a lot of a lot of stuff is breaking down at once. Which, you know, in the past, like even the Rangers, you know, when they were making that run to make the playoffs last year and they were giving up 40 shots a game, yes, Georgiev and Chesty were, and, you know, Hank for certain points were, were saving them. You know, they were keeping them in games and they were stealing those wins. Obviously not Hank towards the end there. But there's a, there's a lot of stuff that's breaking down. And a lot of the conversation here is basically, you know, uh, hockey basics. So, look, I am not ready to, you know, I'm not in the fire Quinn camp or whatever. But I think, to me, that's been my big thing is is watching the system. I don't think there's really a system yet. Um, and there just seems to be, a, he's moving so many things around. And that, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 you know, they've lost, you know, they've lost leads. They haven't been able to finish. You know, this is basic general. You know, hockey basics. Like I said, this, I think is, is, I think the staff, the coaching staff, is is a big responsibility on this side. And you know, I, the,
1: go, you ahead. go ahead. No, I I know you complain. I cut you off too much. So go ahead. No, <laughs> look. You know, I'm listening to all the
0: things that you say. You you see what everybody's you know upset about with online. You see the uh, the the post game pressures between the players and the coaches. And, and what you're getting here. And then, like I said, when you start listing all these items, the power play, the PK, the face-offs, the goaltending, um, you know, the line changes. Uh, I mean, you know, I, you, at, at the beginning of the season there, the first two, three games, you figure, okay, Laffy's going to stay on this line. They're going to keep this line together. Minus the heatle injury. Like I said, guys get hurt. But, I mean, they've shifted everything in these six games. um, And it's like, to me, that gets back to this It coincides with the chaos that's going on ice. There seems to be a lot of chaos as far as decision-making.
1: You know, despite this, like, laundry list of things where, obviously, PK, power play, face-off, this and that, and they've lost four games in a row, but they've lost all four games by one goal. It's not like they're losing every game seven to two. And, yeah, they're blowing leads. And that's because, A, their goaltending isn't, isn't making saves, and, B, they, they're not finishing their opportunities. So, you know, they're still in these games. That, that, that's what gives me hope, despite terrible PK, terrible power play, just horrific face-offs, <laughs> and the goaltending not being where you'd like it to be, they're losing by one goal every night. They're in every one of these games. As terrible as a game that was against Buffalo, and you never thought that they had a chance of of tying it up like ever. Might as well have been it might as well have been seven two. But guess what? It was three two.
0: Yeah, but Kevin, you, know? see, you just nailed it though. But that's the most important thing is how the team looks on the ice. How they play, how they, how
1: they. But that was the, the only th- game that they didn't play well. The other games, they were the better team. They, you, you watched it, and they were the better team. They were. Again, you're not getting the saves. Shosturkin wasn't making the saves in in the one game that they lost at the end in regulation. The second game against Pittsburgh, you know that you're not getting the big power, the power play goal that you need in Buffalo at the end of the game. You, you know you're just there. At the at those points and just not coming up with the big play. But again, they're out shooting. They outshot Buffalo. You know, obviously it wasn't that bad. They outshot Buffalo. They outshot Pittsburgh. They outshot New Jersey. So, you know, I, I just don't see it as, you know, everybody. Look, they are where they are. Their record is what it is. They're in last place, and that's not a good thing. But, you know, I'm looking at. Process over record, and I I like what I'm seeing for the most part. Yeah, I didn't like the Buffalo game, but I don't know. Like they're outchancing their opponent. Uh, eventually, Panarin's going to go on a run. Eventually, Zibanejad going to go on a run, and I think that the the wins are going to start piling up. What if the losses start piling up, KD? Then you fire Quinn because he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Well no, I mean if it does, if it does go off the rails, you do have to wonder you know, do you need to make a move? I'm not going to sit here and and say, "Well, you know, it it is a rebuilding year and blah blah blah." But look, if it you can't in a rebuild, you just can't have loss after loss as well. You can't foster in a a losing environment. I mean, you need to have some wins. But having said that, guess what? Last year in the beginning of the season, they look worse than they are now because at least again, it's they're outplaying the teams. They're just not getting the results. Last year, they weren't at the beginning of the season. They weren't getting the results, and they were being outplayed. And and guess what? They eventually turned it around, where they were one of the hottest, if not the hottest, team in the league before coronavirus shut everything down. So there is time for this team to turn around. And and it and even if if. If it gets to the point of where the playoffs aren't realistic, it doesn't matter. Like if, if they click, you know, halfway through the season, they really don't have a chance to get it. I all I want is it for it to click so we're good for next season, you know? Yeah. That's where I'm at. See, yep. I could I could live in this fantasy world. Again, I'm one of three Ranger fans on the planet who's like positive right now. Because I had zero expectations coming into the season. Zero. Like, none. I said on this podcast, I expected a tough season. They're in a tough division. There's no way all these, these guys were going to have a career year again. You know, you knew some of them were going to fall back to down to earth. And if, you know, other guys didn't step up, it was going to be a tough year. So I was ready for it. So I'm not necessarily... Surprised by the record, I, I it, it seemed like a heavy lift for this team, but you know, okay, you so know, I mean, you could say all that I, stuff. that's why I'm able to look at look, I want these young guys to develop, and I'm happy with what I'm seeing with the young guys, and to me, that's what matters most.
0: Okay, I get it. <laughs> and I, and look, no, to me, you know, again, I look, I'm on tape too. Like I say, this is a gimme year as far as I'm concerned. What I am concerned about, what well, I guess I just hate it. I just I don't understand why. You, all right, so Heedle comes out of the lineup. That's one position you got to change. But everybody up and down the top six, even top four. I mean the fourth line too. I mean everybody's been mixed, changed. Laffy's been on the top line, the back line. Why can't Why can't you keep, you know, Booch and, and, you know, um, Panera together or Zabania? Why can't you keep these lines together? Why not do that? And why why so many changes? Why you know, I can understand maybe during the the, the course of a a game you're down one goal and you got you got to flip things around a little bit. But I mean as far as lineup game in game out, why not let these guys try to establish you know, especially guys like Kak- Kako and um and Laffy, the the young guys and stuff and getting getting some rhythm going. What's
1: I agree take, with you. What's I, your that, take that, on
0: that. on that? I mean, that to me oh, and that, I agree that defensive legitimate. pairings are being changed too and take away D'Angelo's whatever that punishment was in the beginning or everything else, why not try and keep these guys together to build something? And if you're going to sit here and and not be concerned about wins and losses, then why not let these guys, through that, develop some chemistry of playing with the same guys or the same kind of – and that's how you develop a system, as far as I'm concerned. But moving guys around, and then, you know, Quinn after the game is just – we got so many problems with this, with that. He's like his heads down, and everything, and I get it. You know, you you you're lost and stuff, but I'd rather the guy just kind of stand up, put his chest out a, a little bit, and just say, "Look, we're going to plow through this," you know. And but just keep those keep his guys together, keep some consistency. Let unless it's an injury or something we don't know about, and they're talking about you know uh, you know chesty in terms of how he's feeling and so on and so forth. But um, but let one of these guys play freaking six seven games in a row and net.
1: I agree. I I mean, I think that is 100 percent legitimate that at some point and I think Quinn was questioned on it today, you know, and he said he'd love to do that. I mean, then why don't you do it? Um, You know, I agree. I I tweeted out today that, you know, the only move that or last night I said it, the only move he needed to make was to move Howden up to the third line. Because Kako and DG D- Zeppi were were playing well with Hedl. So move Houdin up. You bring Rooney on the fourth line. By the way, the fourth line was great. The fourth line of um, Rooney, Blackwell, and Lemieux. That, that's a great fourth line, it's by the way. excellent fourth line. Love Very that. good. I, I really like that line last night. They, they were the best line that the Rangers had last night. But just move Houdin up. Say, look, Houdin, this is a spot for you. You know, we... Kako's going. Di Giuseppe's going. Let's go. I agree. He he really didn't need to mess with everything else on the top. I know he's moving uh, Bucznevich around because he, he's really the best forward the Rangers have right now. So he's moving Bucznevich around to try to get guys going. And I guess it worked because Kreider scored. But yeah, I mean, at some point he really does have to you got to handle Frenier like on the off on his off side. Like the guy's in his third game and he's on his off side wing. I mean, you know that I, I would have rather seen him move Kreider first. Isn't before it chaotic?
0: He, Isn't that chaos, KD? I,
1: I don't know if it's <laughs> chaos. I, I look. I think a lot of coaches mix lines up. I remember we complained about it with Tortorella. We complained about it with Av, and we're complaining about it with win it's not anything new coaches move lines around a lot they do it um but you know at some point yeah i i'd like to see some continuity with the lines and moving forward and and having lafreniere starting to feel okay i'm on a line today i'm on a a line now with you know Whoever it is that he's putting with, but he knows going in every day he, and Lafreniere can pick up on tendencies of these guys. So um, I, I agree that that it's a bit of a problem. And then, you know, obviously, you know, and we joke around a lot about Jack Johnson, but like he really has no business being on the ice. Like, I don't, I don't even know if he's been on the ice for a goal for the Rangers this year. Why did, and,
0: they, why did they bring Jack Johnson on this team? Let's I, I backtrack told you, a little bit. Only, why is he the on o- the squad?
1: I, I brought it up before. The only thing I heard was that he was good on the PK. That was it. And guess what? The PK is in the trash right now. And he's the biggest culprit. He's either in the box putting us on the PK, or when he's on the PK – they're scoring on us, so you know if he's not helping the PK, like what good is this guy? The you have you look you have the defensive pairs. They're there for you, Keandre and Truba, Lindgren and Fox, Smith and D'Angelo. That's it. Every night that should be it. And for some reason they feel like whether it's because Jacques Martin. And JD, you know, vouch for this guy, so we got to put him in to save face or whatever it is. I mean, at some point they got to look at the numbers and be like, "God, this guy." And not even the numbers. I mean, the numbers are bad, and the eye test is bad. I mean, I, there hasn't been. I think I mentioned this when they first signed him. I haven't seen a guy this universally hated by Ranger fans since like Brashier was on the team. Donald Brashier was on the team. Mm-hmm. You know, he. You have. And, and on Twitter or social media, you have, you know, the eye test people battling the analytics guys on, on players all the time. Uh, you know, whether it's Strom or Howden or, you know, whoever, Dan Girardi, you know, you have the, Mark Stoll. You always have fights. Both sides, the eye test and the analytics are looking at this guy saying, why is he on the ice right now? I can't figure it out. And again, I, I, the only thing I could come up with is they're trying to save face for Martin and JD who vouched in, in bringing this guy in because it, it, it makes no sense at this point. He should be on the taxi squad. Take, you know, you want Hayek to be the seventh guy. Maybe get him another run in there. I know he had a tough time last year. And, you know, look, he was put in a tough spot. They put him on the first pair, which was ridiculous. So, you know, maybe get him some runs. Out there, too. You know, I think Brendan Smith's been great. And I think he, he deserves to be in the lineup. But, you know, he's not Scott Stevens either. Um, so, you know, if you want to put, you know, Hayek in, in there for a game or two and see what he got has. But, you know, it's only been six games. And, and, and I think every Ranger fan has had enough, you know, of Johnson at this point. And, again, we, we joke about it and do the drink and whatever. But, you know, you know he's, he's hurting the team right now.
0: Poor Jack, this is not fair
1: <laughs> not fair for jack look I, i'd lo- I would love for him to come here and prove us all wrong and you know be you know Brian leach out there, but you know he's he's terrible
0: I know what he's doing on this team he's doing an imitation of Willie Yuba. even the same old number twenty seven looks <laughs> like him and everything he's bringing back the Willie Yuba days
1: I mean it is
0: well what what do you? What are you looking for? What's going to make you happy, Kevin Delory? Over these next couple of games, I mean, we got a, uh, you know, the Saints I, I tomorrow think, and I then Pittsburgh Saturday,
1: Monday again before the Caps. Like I said, we need our, we need our top guys playing like our top guys, and once okay. they start doing that, I I think that this team will start winning games. I I really think it's that easy. That's simple. Yes. Luka, Panera. I think what again, I we have him. our Yeah, where are those guys? Truba, where's Truba? Exactly. Who's he in this mix? Yeah. He's another guy that is not, you know, living up to his contract, living up to expectations. And uh he needs to step up. We need to start seeing our top guys. You know, we stink on the power play. Because our top guys are all in the first power play. And Quinn keeps them out there for a minute and a half. So by the time you get the second power play unit out there, which has like our better players on it, you know, the power play is almost over. You've wasted it all with with the first unit who hasn't been scoring. You know what that is, KD? That's coaching chaos. Yeah, again, I think chaos is a bit strong. But I do think (laughs) that Quinn... I think that Quinn needs to change things up again. It's six games. So like, I guess in a normal year, the fact that he's sticking with the best players on the team for six games, really, you know, you would like to see him stick with the best players on the power play for six games. Like, you know, we're talking about the continuity of the lines always changing up. You know, he's sticking with the power play. You know that's not working. You All know right, we so, can't. So, you know I think that once again, once our top guys start scoring, once our goaltenders settle in, I think we're going to see a, a a better team. I mean that's what I'm hanging my hat on, Paulie. That's where I'm at. I think our I think our top players will eventually start scoring and playing better, and I think our goaltenders, who I have a lot of faith in, will will start. Making the big saves. And once that happens, you'll see it all fall into place. Well, I think
0: all that stuff that you're talking about only happens if Quinn can just put some consistency into this thing. You know, ride one of these guys in nets for a few games. Ride yeah, these I, ride these defensive pairings together for a while. You know, again, this I'm is I'm with you. No,
1: uh, I mean, the face-off thing is just... I mean, but it, you, can't, face... you can't coach that, though. I mean, that you can't blame Quinn We We've been. Ta- I, I saw somebody. Coach
0: it. I think you can coach it. I think you can work hard on it. I think the guys can. No, can Paulie, look a I saw somebody. But it's a huge part a... of the game because it, it's, it's all about Paulie, I'm cutting man. you off.
1: I don't care that you don't like him cutting you off. I saw somebody who had a stat today that the Rangers haven't had over 50% on faceoffs since like 2008. I mean, I don't know.
0: Sorry. Well, it would help if they got better at it, okay? Because it helps with possession, <laughs> okay? It helps with, uh, you know, winning face-offs in their zone, back to our point, leads to more scoring chances, all right? Winning I face-offs understand. at our end leads to better uh, op- opportunities to keep the team off the board. I think face-offs are a huge part of it. Granted, that's stat- that stat that you just put out there, granted, whether it wins the Stanley Cups or whatever, championships, blah, 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 I'm not a stats guy, fine. But as far as, to me, it's a huge part of the possession, uh, you know, in terms of the game and getting a game flow. You know, and I know, all right, with six games, three games ago, it was three games, obviously. I'm I'm with you. It's not so much the panic. I'm just sitting here, look, I I just want to be a guy that kind of looks from the, you know, the bleachers like everybody else and, and tries to see what kind of cohesiveness is going on, where's the difference between what's the the player's responsibility as opposed to... Uh, how they should be prepared, you know, uh, time and practice, you know, time, the opportunity to get to play with each other for a while, you know. So you talk about that fourth line, you know. Hopefully, we're we gonna, you know. To me, it's like, okay, look, that fourth line set, because the fourth line really is, you know, they're checking, change the pace of the game a little bit, um, you know, um, you know, create some emotion in the game and everything else. You're not really depending on that line so much to score goals. Uh, you're not really depending on components of that line maybe necessarily to um, you know, keep keep a team out of the uh you know, the offensive zone or whatever like that. So to me it's like, okay, so that fourth line, if those guys stay healthy, let's keep those guys together. Don't change it. And then you talk about the the, the veteran guys here need to turn around and everything. Well, keep them keep them together on a line so they can start you know, learning each other's moves and, and, and vibes and feels because that's what hockey players do. That's what forwards do. They get to know where each other are, how they're going to go, where they're going to play. And for God's sakes, practice shooting more in practice, man, <laughs> because the shooting's been awful. They can't finish. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah one it- goal leads and stuff like that, okay, that's expected maybe with a, with a young team like this as well. But I think it's also important in terms of how the team is playing, protecting that lead. And, okay, you're going to, you know, I'm going back to some of the things you said earlier, too, about the goal team and everything. Like I said, we got two great young kids. They're going to be fine. They're going to settle in here a little bit. They haven't played for a while. I think it's more amplified maybe for some people because of the fact that, you know, you want your team to win every night. You want your team to play well. You feel like some of these games have been, you know, they, they got, we lost, they got thrown away a little bit. And uh, because it's a shortened season and now you're looking at the, guy, the teams that you just beat you, they're coming right back at you and the way the rest of the division's looking and everything else. So I think it's just more, uh, you know, this is just emotional more than anything for anybody else. And, again, I'm just, to me, you know, when you talk about maybe this being a gimme year, you're talking about, okay, once these guys turn around, they start playing together. But I think the coaching staff here has to kind of give us the consistency uh, of keeping lines together and everything else. And I, I get it changed things up because of the opening night. They looked terrible. They came back. And what happened to that team that that won 5 nothing against the Islanders,
1: you know? And hopefully I, it'll come I, back here, you know, in the next I couple still, of games. Go ahead. Yeah, I still think that you're seeing I again, except for this last game in Buffalo, I still think you were seeing a lot of the good things that you saw in that island of the game against the Devils, again, where they you know, I didn't we, see we it so much it. in the
0: Buffalo game, KD. I saw
1: it more in that Pittsburgh game. I thought they played. Yeah, both well. of the Pittsburgh games, I thought that they were the better team. I thought they deserved to win both those games. Again, I think the goaltending hurt them and you know not being able to capitalize on on their shooting is is like i i mentioned i mean they're they're 19th in the league in shooting percentage and they're 23rd in the league in save percentage you know if you're getting and so that if you're getting that over you know 50% in the league say they're you know you you're up to 13th in shooting percentage and you're up to you know 17th in save percentage you know I, which is where you would hope that they would eventually be again with that firepower on offense. And then again, we've seen what Chesterkin and Giorgiev can do. You assume that they're not going to be 23rd and save percentage all year. You know, those two things, you know, are going to get better and are going to add to the wins because those are the things that are losing them games right now. So once those things get back to where they normally are, and I don't know the reason that they're not, you know, I don't know why Sisterkin is letting in some weak goals here and there, or why Giryev isn't making the big save, or why Panarin isn't able to um, fire home goals from the from that sideboard the way he was last year on the power play. So, you know, I, th- these guys are too good not Spend to too eventually much time with his dog, turn. That's why. Yeah, I think so. He, <laughs> um, but you know, I, I I have faith that those guys will figure it out. And like I mentioned, the young guys are. I mean. How good is Condre Miller? Keandre Miller, I mean, unbelievable out there. Defensively, offensively, he gets his first goal, first NHL goal. I mean, you can't ask for anything more from that. I mean, he looks like a number one overall pick out there. Well, I think maybe and, that's
0: part of the disappointment there, KD, is that, you know, you would expect Truba to play better, you know. You expect the other guys in the line to play a little better, and then, you know, Keandre would be this, you know, it would be great if they could just line that up a little bit. You know, with the way he's playing and everything else. And he's like I said, I I tweeted out he's he, they, this kid's going nowhere. He's excellent. Yeah. And um he could be a leader on this team down the road too in the future. So that's great. Again, you know, you bring up great points about the vets and you know like I said, you have brought this up. And you know, I am not like I said, not jumping off the ship. I'm not one of the crazy fans that's like, "Oh, it's all over." I'm just to me it's it's uh it's just how the team's being managed. And again, I'm not talking about Byron Quinn or anything like that, but it is frustrating to watch some of his moves. And that, to me, more than anything. To me, I guess I'm feeling that the way he's continuing to just throw stuff up against the wall and hope it works affects
1: the guys on the ice. Yeah, and I think that the moves are fairly obvious as well. And I don't, whereas last year I was sticking up for some of Quinn's moves and, you know, saying that, okay, he's playing Michael Haley over some of the younger guys or Brendan Smith over some of the younger forwards because he just wants to bring them in slowly. You know, I haven't heard good enough reasoning behind some of what he's doing or not doing. You know, I haven't heard a good reason why Jack Johnson is in there over Brendan Smith. I haven't heard a good reason why Strom is still on the top power play on his off-stick side. You know, those things are troublesome when you're looking at them because they seem so obvious. You know, I would assume most teams don't have a first power play unit with – Every player right-handed, you know, you like to mix it up a little bit, and that just seems obvious. And you have Kako, again, who's having a nice start to the season, so maybe you reward him by putting him on that first line. You bump Strom down, you know. It, it it is. I get it. Like I, you know, again, I'm I'm a big Quinn cheerleader, but you know, as we are progressing in the rebuild, and you look at some of the things, and look, you, you start to question it. I, you know, I have definitely. Questions as to whether he's ultimately going to be the coach behind the bench when this team is raising the Stanley Cup. You know, I don't, you know, if he doesn't change some of these things, he won't be the guy. You're going to have to bring in, you know, some of these, you know, better known guys with more pedigree, coaches with more pedigree. Um, So we'll see where that ends up. You know, you, you do get concerned when things seem obvious. You know, I, Maybe again he wants to stick with his guys and, and and hopefully they turn it around, but you know, something like that just seems so obvious that you wouldn't want to have the same handed guys on the power play. I mean, just just make the move. It seems obvious, but you know, maybe the guy's stubborn, you know, I don't know. Well,
0: that's the thing. And I, I you know, I, I you, you know, you said you looked at Brooksy's column um either today, or yesterday as well too. I mean, Brooksy laid out a lot of big points here. Um, and, you know, you laugh at me saying chaos and stuff, but I mean, basically, it's the summary of it of, of of certain things that are going on in terms of how the team's being managed. And I think this is, like I said, we're going to all sit back here as a fan base and see what happens over the next couple of games. And yeah, they do have, look, every team, every individual has the opportunity to turn things around. You got to start scoring. You got to start winning. You got to start saving the puck. You got to start playing better defensively. And the, I think the concern is, for me more than anything, is can this team do it collectively under this coach? Uh, They did show it, obviously, uh, before, uh, you know, COVID there and stuff. And then, you know, they didn't look that good uh, in the Carolina series. And we sat here and said all the cliches, the young stuff and everything else. But I, I, you know, I'm going to repeat this again. My biggest concern more than anything right now is to how the coaching staff straightens this thing out. Because if it it continues, because, you know, Watching players develop, if they're developing under a losing culture or they're developing under a team that just is consistently going to have the same issues game in and game out and we don't see any improvement on it, and yes, we will have to let this breathe a little more for the next four to six games. If we all collectively sit back as a fan base and say, all right, look, we're not going to play the playoffs this year. It's not a priority, even though it, it, it's the priority of the organization. JD said it; they want to make the playoffs and every team wants to win. But if the team, if this is going to be a, a rebuild and, and, and they're going to learn and everything, but if, if if they're not put in the best situation, you know, that you, you're watching every game and going, hey, look, hey, it's tough, man. They 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 don't have the talent here. That's why they lost here tonight. But, man, they, they played like they were going through a wall. And you look across the bench and you see guys, you know, getting into it and, you know, uh, supporting each other and seeing some kind of fire. And this also gets back to the fact, like I said, how how big – of not having a captain on this team is going to be big, uh, a big issue on a team that might have a, a coach. And this, look, this just may happen with Quinn. We all like the guy. We respect him. You know, put the shirt and tie on yourself and get behind the bench and run it your own way and see how good you do. But um, if 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 this doesn't start panning out a little bit better, uh, you know, as far as him reining things in here and, and – for me personally, showing some consistency and making sure these guys are fired up and, and looking good uh, either you know before games, after games. you got to watch the temperature of the team here too, man, because that could change. And it could go really south for Quinn here, especially if the goaltending doesn't turn around. You know, Brooksy brought that up too. And there's a couple of the key points here that uh, I think everybody needs to look out for. Outside of just the... You know, don't know where you're coming from. Yes, if the if the vets up front start scoring goals and, and, and showing up, it'll be great. But I think collectively how the team plays, you know, the system, special teams, um, you know, whether or not these guys are going to have to do that themselves or we're going to really be able to watch, you know, hopefully be like, ah, oh, Quinn, Quinn stepped up here. Quinn started showing his... His, his, um, his leadership here and, and his decision-making and everything. And I think ultimately if you look at some of the best coaches in the league who have been around a long time, you know, there's a certain command of respect and, and, and getting a return on your players. And, yeah, you can look at a guy like Torts and what he did at the end of last year too. You want to talk about, yeah, how the Rangers were playing good at the end of last year themselves. But Torts had nobody in his lineup. And, you know, he got that team into the playoffs, and they were tough. So I think um, I think the jury's still out on Quinn um, as far as him, you know, putting this whole combination of this youth, veteran stuff, and even our veterans aren't even that old, you know. So I think that's it for me. More than anything, is is I want to see this team start gelling. And if they lose, fine. But lose as a team, lose with good efforts. You know, you talk about the shots up, but, yeah, what kind of quality shots? are they? You know, they're still not finishing. There's all these little things that we're nitpicking, and, yes, it's six games. Um, and I'm not so much going to just uh, sit here and, and, and scream and yell about certain players and stuff. My, my concern right now, and I'm sure everybody's known this since the start of this episode, is how this team is managed. And I think that's going to be important going uh, over these next four to six games, KD, because if it stays the same, then... With Quinn, does it go up to the next level or does it continue to, to, to nosedive?
1: Yeah, I, I also, you know, I think where, you know, the fans are and some of the angst that they have and you have with, I, I think that the like the Buffalo, like the stinker just came at a bad time because I like I said, I think that the previous, you know, four games, I thought the Rangers played very well. But except for that island, the game, you weren't getting the results. So, you know, they couldn't put the Devils away. They couldn't put the Penguins away twice. So now you're like, wow, they're playing well. You know, I love the effort. But, you know, they're still not coming away with these wins. And then you add in the game against Buffalo where they just came out flat. And now you're looking at this record. And they're at the bottom of the league. I just think that that stinker. And they really needed to come out and win that game. And, yeah, you know, that, look, I definitely think you could look at the coach that a team, you know, is, is coming into Buffalo, you know, and, and you know, I, I don't know if they, after playing these games against Pittsburgh and New Jersey, underestimated Buffalo, who's hasn't been very good, but, you know, for a team playing as bad as, you know, with the record that the Rangers had I say it's bad because they've been playing well, but you can't underestimate any team when you're coming in one, three and one. So, you know, I, I had heard, you know, some, some grumblings that maybe, you know, they, they underestimated going into Buffalo that they could maybe go through the motions and still win. And maybe that was the case and we'll, and we'll find out tomorrow. That's horrible. You know? if that well, yeah. The case. Look, no, if it is and that's on the coaches. I mean to me that that's on the coaches. So, you know, they they need to come out all fired up, you know, they look, they had this stinker in the first game against the Islanders, they came out and and had one of the better efforts we've seen in years. Um so you hope that they could they can do that again tomorrow night in Buffalo. You know, they should, they should be really pissed off, you know, with the with that effort and and we'll see w- where it goes from there. Again, I you know, I do like the way the team is has been playing. And, and and I know some of the big things, and you had mentioned it before, you know, and the big thing that J.D. was talking about is that the team has to be harder to play against, you know, getting pushed around a little bit. But, you know, I do think that they have the personnel in there to play some of that grinding style. Again, the fourth line that we've talked about, uh, Di Giuseppe has, has been fantastic. Um, playing that kind of game. Brendan Smith, when he's in the lineup, can play that game. Truba, unfortunately, hasn't, but he can. You need to see more of that from him. So I think you do have enough of that grit in the lineup. It, it's there. Um, you know, maybe you need a fight in a certain spot. And again, you know, we've discussed Lemieux a lot on here, whether we feel as though maybe Quinn has neutered him a little bit. Or maybe he's afraid, you know, to do something like that. Well, he'll get benched, and and and, and he's worried about the how Quinn, you know, dealing with him and sitting him. So, um, I I do like the per, I do like the personnel on this team because I think it's a good mix. You have the youth, you have the veterans, you have the scoring, you have the grit. And, you know, it's just like you said, it's six games and and it's got to come together. And, yeah, it's it's on Quinn to figure out how to do that. But look, winning makes everything great again. You know, once you start winning, once you get a couple of goals, once you get the big save, I guarantee, you know, we're talking about how how well this team is gelling. And it comes down to confidence, you know. And, and when you're not scoring and your shooting percentage is low and your save percentage is low, I'm sure their confidence is low too. So, you know, maybe they need a fluke goal here or there or, you know, that just one big save, you know, to get the team back into it. And, and, and hopefully that's all they need and, and, and that it starts tomorrow night.
0: Hope so, KD. Hey, look, I want to tell you something. There's one place that you want to have good management and no chaos. It's it's your man parts, okay? And right now we got to <laughs> talk about our sponsors here at Gold Rangers Radio, and that's the great people at Manscaped, okay? Support for Gold Rangers Radio is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, okay? So, um, you know, when you you know, we're talking about the Rangers here. And, uh, you know, they might not be, uh, you know, uh, groomed the best that they possibly could be right now as far as their performance on the ice. But for you guys out there, there's no excuses for you guys not to take care of yourselves and perform your best uh, down below the belt. And that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Uh, the Manscaped's engineering team has perfected the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. Okay, it's the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. All right, it's their third Generation Trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. And KD, you don't want to have any of those down below the belts. Well, nice. when I tell you this is premium, K D, this is premium stuff. The battery will last up to ninety minutes, so you can take a longer shave. And you, you take ninety minute <laughs> showers, don't you, K D?
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> Definitely. That's how long it takes for me to shave everything, you know. <laughs> the water grow it. a little long, you know. So too much detail. But I did, I did, like I mentioned the other day, I did shave it, and my, my wife hasn't left me alone since. So, fellas, <laughs> you know, take care of yourself down there. Your wife and girlfriend will appreciate it.
0: Yes. Take advantage of this offer here from Manscaped here for our Go Rangers Radio listeners. Because the waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer, more precise trimming. So, Katie, for you guys who like to, you know, clean yourself in the dark, don't worry about it. We got a light on this puppy for you, too, as well. Uh, they've that, also is really
1: the, that really is the funniest thing, the light. <laughs> <laughs> like, who is doing this in the dark? I, I said I did use it the other day, and the light was definitely helpful. But, I mean, who thought, like, you know what we need on this trimmer? A light. Just in case. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, what if Amazing. What
0: if you're in the middle of manscaping and the lights go out? See?
1: Hey, these these guys are innovators, man. They They're innovators.
0: Are. They've also upgraded to a seven thousand RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. KD, no pun intended. And let's not forget about the charging stand. And it is pretty cool. We both have them. They're really nice. Show your mower. I got off it loud on my mantle. On my mantle. <laughs> In the living room above the TV. Show your mower. Uh, show your mower off loud and proud because it's the intelligently designed stand. It's convenient. Is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. If you are listening to us right now speaking about this, we want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. So let's get that bush to tush clean. So, Go Rangers Radio fans, go to manscaped.com and just use the code Go Rangers Go, and you'll get 20% off plus free shipping. And that's again with the code Go Rangers Go 20% off and free shipping because we all here, Go Rangers Radio and Manscaped, want your testies to be their besties. And one last time, 20% off and free shipping, KD, with the code GoRangersGo at Manscaped.com. They got some great stuff. It's not even beyond the trimmer, KD. There's loads of other great stuff there at Manscaped.com. They got deodorant. They got sprays. They got colognes. They got some really great stuff for, um, for all of us guys and for our lady uh, Go Rangers, Rangers fans. You know, you got something nice for your man there. Use the discount. All right? So there you go. Manscaped. and one more sponsor we do have here at Go Rangers Radio, and that's our friends at Hewlett House of Tires in Hewlett, New York. So all of our Long Island fans here, especially in the South Shore area, go to Attires dot com and you get a special offer for our listeners. Mention Go Rangers Radio, mention the podcast, and get free tire rotation with oil change and twenty dollars off tire alignment. Just mention Go Rangers Radio. They are located at seventeen forty Rockaway Avenue in Hewlett, New York. Once again, Attires dot com. Tell Kurt. Paulie and KD sent you. All right, buddy. So there you go, pal. Sponsorship spot is in the books. So before we wrap things up here, pal, what do you um, what do you got to say about these next couple of games outside of just everything you've said so far? I mean, I guess I'm reaching here a little bit. I mean, is there anything uh, outside of the obvious that we really need to look for for this team over the next couple of games?
1: Yeah, they need to win. Thank you. <laughs> That's it that's it just win just win baby
0: that's yeah, the insight I d- our fans want here
1: that's what we're here for um yeah i think we've gone over everything they do i i really think that this team they, they need some confidence it needs to start feeling good about themselves so get a power play goal start feeling good about yourself a big stop on the pk and and build from there i you know once I think once they get that feeling of, of winning again, again, maybe you get a shutout from your goalie, or whatever it is, you know, I I, I think they got to get their confidence going. The vets for whatever reason. And, and these are the guys who are supposed to be leading the way for the younger guys. And you almost have the you have the reverse going on right now where the younger guys are leading the way. um And, and I, I do. I think it's just a matter of time before these guys get back into it again. Um, you know, look, it is frustrating. I get the fan frustration with it. And, and it's warranted. It is. I mean, look, look at the record. I mean, it it, it is what it is. I mean, I, I could sit here and spin everything that's going on there. But at the end of the day, they're in last place in the, in the division. And, you know, I can't spin that. So start working on the Get a goal on the power play. Get a big save. Um, get a win, and I, I I think that eventually it'll it'll come around for this team. I do. I I don't see the chaos out there. I don't. And I saw the Larry Brooks article where he's saying, you know, there hasn't been any good on this team or whatever he said the last couple of games, which I I just couldn't disagree with more. I think the Rangers had have been playing very well, and again. Sure, the game in in Buffalo is a bit of a stinker, but at the same time, they did outshoot them. So, and they only lost by a goal. Um, so let's not get let's not get crazy here. Um, that's and, what I, we got to
0: do. We got to get crazy. Come on,
1: Katie. Well, get a little crazy. Well, that we're, we're the yin and the yang over here. You can get crazy, and I'll be realistic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Again, I like I said, I just want to see some consistency. I would also like to ask Coach Quinn. To be, you know, man up a little bit in the post game conferences, you know, instead of all the doom and gloom. You know, if you do win or whatever, just come on out there and just take it like it is, just tell it like it is. And, uh, you know, because if this is the rebuild, this is everything, the pieces that we're putting together here. And, you know, we joke about it and and watching the fan base lose their shit over this stuff and everything else. And we can go back and forth here. We're not on the bench. We're not on the ice. We're just fans commentating about the game. But, you know, for me, like I said, just show a little, you know, stick the chest out a little bit. If you're going to lose, that's fine. But, you know, if this is a rebuild, then act like it's a rebuild. Come out and, you know, talk about the as much of the good stuff as you possibly can and let these guys gel. I just want to see consistency, man. Like I said, you can take Heedle out of the lineup. You, you, that's why you have these other guys here. I mean, the other thing, too, is if, if if Johnson's an issue, then keep him off. Keep them out. Of, keep them out of the lineup. Let these kids play. Let them get a rhythm going. You know. And if you're gonna start Chesty or Georgiev, if I would prefer Georgiev. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let them play six games or whatever. I don't know. I, I, I it's, it's tough here to, you know, you, 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 you love the team. You get angry and you get upset about things. Uh, it is early, and not only early in this season, but it's early in this team's development. We get it. But to me, I just will keep repeating this, man. And, yes, I do think there's some chaos going on there, KD. I really do. I think chaos, as far as management, leads to all these different things, power play, PK, faceoffs, goaltending, all these bullet points that we put up here, uh, not being able to protect the lead, uh, not winning face-offs, not controlling possession, and not being able to shoot and finish your shots. I, I think collectively, you know, including with the coaching staff, yes, the, t- the players have to get their acts together here, too. But I just want to see some consistency. If they're going to go down, you know, go down fighting, and go down with letting these guys, you know, lose six five, but maybe you know you got three or four guys putting the puck in the net because they're they're playing together and they're starting to click a little bit, and I I can handle maybe those those kind of losses here a little bit. But you know, you, you you're talking about we talked about you know Capo and his his season last year and. His inability to to put you know a lot of pucks in the net last year and consistency. Do you want to see that really happen to Laffy here too? You know, or can, can 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 that kid? We don't know yet. Can he mentally handle that? You know, so
1: yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, you, you you don't want to see him have the same season that Kako had last no. year. You'd, you'd like to for him to um, have a little more confidence and and put up you know some more points. But as you see with Kako so far, it's good to see that he's, you know, mentally strong enough for it not to completely derail him. Um, and he was able to come back with a strong season. Now, yeah, let's see how he does without Hedel, Um, now that he's going to be playing with Howden, at least for now. And uh, if, if he can continue playing the way he has, because he does. He looks like a different player out there. Um, he looks faster, he looks more confident in his game. And uh, look that like I said, that comes with scoring. And you know, if Panarin gets one early or Zabinijad gets one early tomorrow night, you know, he's gonna start feeling good about himself. And I bet you he starts skating a little a little bit faster, a little bit more carefree. Um, the team that sees that, they start feeling a little better about themselves. And uh, you get a big save from Shasturkin and it and it just you get the ball rolling. So that's what they need. You know, they can't look past, you know, the next period and all the cliche things, you know, play by play, period by period, whatever, shift by shift. And, uh, you know, I, I think ultimately that the top players will be where, where you need them to be. Um, and, and this team will, will start winning games. So are they going to make the playoffs? You know, I, I still think that that's a, that's a heavy lift. To this team, even if they're playing well, it's a good division. You know they're they're stuck in a tough division, um, but I, I'm not worried about playoffs. I'm worried about how well this team is playing. Similar to the end of last year, where they were just clicking on all cylinders, and 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 that's what you're looking for again. It, it's it's essentially the same team. You have a lot of the same parts, um, so you know they're capable of doing it. Um, it's just a matter, of, I think, now of just getting their confidence going.
0: All right, pal. Well, there'll be three more games played before we get back together here next week, and um, I'll be interested to see your out- <laughs> your outlook yeah. if they lose
1: these next three games. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go. I'll be more like you. Yeah. Next week, but what well, you know, like I said, I think it'll. It, to me, again, it's more about process. Um. than then wins and losses. So, you know, if they're playing the way that they played in Pittsburgh or, you know, against New Jersey, and they're still not coming away with, with the victories, I'm still not going to be panicked about it because I, I'm seeing that they're playing better. And like you said, maybe, you know, they start scoring a little bit, but, you know, maybe their, their goaltending still hasn't stepped up. You know, I could at least look like, all right, look, Panarin's starting to get going again. And, and, uh, has going, Kreider, Strom, you know, it's good that, you know, they've all scored in those games. That's the first step Now, the next step is, is the goaltending. So, you know, I, I think it, it just depends on, on even if they do lose the next three games, how are they losing? How are they playing? Is Quinn making, you know, the adjustments on the power? Did he make the adjustments on the power play? Is Jack Johnson hopefully in the press box, you know, and and what's how are they looking in defeat? I think that's a big part of what we're looking at in a rebuild and, and in developing this team. So I'm not going to go crazy solely based on wins and losses. It's going to be, well, how did they look while losing? And look, it's a you have a lot of young players and this is, you know, this is why they have this ice time. And they, look, these losses, these tough losses in Pittsburgh, you know, I think ultimately are a huge learning lesson for these young guys and, and what it takes. You know, when you have a team down, you got to step on their throat and hopefully they, they learn that. And we'll we'll find that out. You know, maybe this week or or down the road in the season, where in the, they're in the same position where they got a team down. You know, you you got to take the kill shot. You know what I'm saying? And and they did, haven't done that yet. They need that sort of killer instinct. And and you hope that these young guys are are going to learn how to do that along the way.
0: Good stuff, KD. I think they're at a good crossroads here. So they have a good opportunity. Look, I think we both know that they can beat Pittsburgh and they can beat Buffalo. So those are the next couple of games coming up before uh, they they you know have a, a game here with the Caps and, and then the Devils and the on the Islanders again. So let's watch and see what happens. All right. So we got three more games coming up before we're back here next week. And to everybody out there listening and stuff, we really appreciate the support. And um, follow us everywhere at Gold Rangers Radio. And uh, we really appreciate the feedback, keeping it up there. And uh, everything is uh, you know as it, as it is. And I will say one more thing. Like I said, I think everything you just said, Katie is great stuff for everybody to look out for, and I'm going to sit back here too and, and be watching what uh Quinn and Martin do there in terms of managing everything else so three three more games, good crossroads we're back here next week and hopefully we'll be on the uh, on the good side of things and everything that we on the positive side of things that Katie you talked about that's hopefully the direction the team goes in. and and hopefully coach Quinn for me will start keeping some consistency going and I think we can all agree from the both of us and the entire fan base that Jack Johnson drink stays. In the bleaches all right. <laughs> and with that said, uh, for yours truly, Miss Paul Cuthbert, thanks so much for listening. And Katie, as always, please say good night to the folks. Good night, folks. Let's go, Ranger.